0: Well, there are two pathways that we'll take when we experience that kind of discomfort. And we have the story that this is just how we are and we can never improve it. It's just something that we don't like to do. Either we understand that it's a weakness and we want to work on it. So we keep on showing up to those workouts, but nothing changes. Exposure therapy only works when we do it correctly. So we keep on showing up and we keep on having the story confirmed over and over. I'm not good at this. Or... We start to cherry pick, so we start to avoid the workouts where we have to experience those feelings for a long period of time.
1: I don't know what's gonna happen, but I'm willing to work as hard as I can. There is no past, there's no future. There's just this moment right here. If I did that, if I can get through that, like, come at me. Changing how I saw myself, like as a man,
0: not just as, a, as an athlete. It's okay that I struggle. It's okay. That's part of the deal.
1: It's how I responded. Welcome, welcome, welcome to a brand new format of the Limitless Athlete Podcast. It's still the debrief. We're going to keep on calling it the debrief, but we're going to have a slightly different agenda and focus in today's episode and going forward. We're still going to use Chris Hinshaw's incredible episode and the episode that went before in the future, but we're also going to frame this around a particular struggle that we know you guys have. And today, what we're going to be focusing on is preparing your mindset for aerobic events or longer events. So if you're the type of person who gets to an aerobic event and sees that kind of 20-minute plus time domain and thinks, oh shit like i'm not I'm not looking forward to this, then this is for you. if you're the type of person who gets four fifths of a way through a workout and hits that sticking point that Chris hinshaw spoke about, this is for you and if you're considering cherry picking, this is definitely for you and if you are looking to stop that negative self talk that has a habit of popping up within these longer time domain workouts then yeah this is for you too this is really a foundational start for this is how you start training your mindset for longer aerobic pieces if that is your struggle a few tiny pieces of housekeeping before we go first of all we've just refreshed our brand new oh sorry our brand new our free ebook called unleash your potential and that's available on our website it's really a guide to getting out of your own way and starting your mindset practice as a whole it takes you through the mindset rx method and how to apply that to your mindset and your training and you can find that at mindsetrx.com, and you'll see a little start here button at the top right and then also we've updated our website generally and now it's going to show a load of our courses and online programs and it's a slight um, adjustment. But if you haven't been on there for a while, it's a good place to check out if you're looking at beginning, <laughs> if you're looking at boarding the Brain Gains train. So let's leave that there and now let's get on with the show with myself, Tom Foxley and the wonderful Rachel Burnett. Let's start off by discussing endurance and using Chris's podcast as kind of a basis to help athletes build this kind of mentality for endurance. Let's give them a a fundamental understanding of, okay, what does it take to build a mindset that's going to serve you rather than hinder you in endurance? And I think the best way to start off with this, Rachel, is let's describe the problem that people are facing. What does it mean when we say and like people are going to really resonate with this? What does it mean when we say okay, I'm not very good at endurance events and not having a mentality that serves you in this. What does that look like? What does it mean? What does it sound like?
0: Yeah. You know, when crossfitters tend to say that they are not good at endurance events, what it usually means is they hit they hit this wall. When they try them and it feels so uncomfortable and bad and they have so much further to go because it's not a short workout like we're used to doing, uh, that, that sense of dread and, um, disappointment and fear of failure, it kind of takes over and we just get this really negative thing. There's also an element of feeling very bored by longer events, especially when they're monostructural. So when you have to sit on a rower for a long time or when you're going on a long run or a long bike ride, those those feelings of boredom and being really uncomfortable with essentially mental stillness Mm. also play a role there.
1: Yeah. In a society where distraction and convenience and changing the stimulus is so easy and in today's day and age easier than it's ever been in human history that it feels well it's obvious that we're going to struggle with those those times especially when in the grand scheme of sport, 16 minutes which is a long workout for a crossfitter is almost nothing and especially when it comes to endurance and and your physical body as well like your metabolic pathways so we we have that that struggle when people have this difficulty with endurance endurance workouts Mm. you mentioned it sounds like boredom you mentioned it sounds like there's negativity creeping in and this feeling of like impossibility what does that lead to say we kind of we're suffering with this mentality Mm. what does that mean for our performance and what does that mean in the long run
0: yeah Well, there are two pathways that we'll take when we experience that kind of discomfort, and we have the story that this is just how we are and we can never improve it. It's just something that we don't like to do. Either we understand that it's a weakness and we want to work on it. So we keep on showing up to those workouts, but nothing changes. Exposure therapy only works when we do it correctly. So we keep on showing up and we keep on having the story confirmed over and over. I'm not good at this. Or we start to cherry pick. So we start to avoid the workouts where we have to experience those feelings for a long period of time. And over time, that story being reinforced by showing up over and over again, but not having a method for rewriting the story, you, just cra- you burn out. I mean, you're just miserable on those days. So, so it has this like far-reaching impact of just learning to hate aspects of training. And that's a huge bummer. And then from the standpoint of cherry picking, obviously, if you don't work on a weakness, it's going to stay a weakness. And then we get into like lying to ourselves about what we can do. The open comes up and that lie is exposed.
1: Yeah. I want to mention something about cherry picking as well, which is this idea that obviously it's not something we want to be doing, but if we find ourselves doing it, whether it's consciously or subconsciously, there's this social pressure that comes with it and this story that I've been put out and I need to rectify it, and it feels, feels nasty to be doing that. It feels like, Oh, I don't, I don't want to expose myself to this. And I kind of, what I'm trying to say, I think is that I, I kind of, I feel for those people that are cherry picking and I don't think it's a, such a awful thing. I understand it. I understand where it's coming from. I understand that kind of that, that horrible feeling, I think it's obviously something we want to work through, mm. but there's the social, there's the shame and the embarrassment that can often come along with, I'm not good enough to do this. Yes. And that often leads to self-worth, confidence diminishing, and in the long run, maybe pushing yourself out of the gym and pushing yeah. yourself out of that social environment. So like, I get it. I I understand it and especially when the alternative is do I show up and not really fit in and yeah. and everyone see see me for what I'm really worried I am it's a, it's a tough one.
0: Oh my gosh, if I am 100% in agreement as someone I didn't cherry pick but I used to rep cut and so I really understand the social pressure of feeling like you're not good enough you need to fit in by any means necessary. The sense of belonging is key towards our well-being as human beings. So finding ways of feeling that sense of belonging sometimes by skipping workouts where we really don't feel like we can, you know, keep up so to speak. I we understand that completely. There's no judgment.
1: Yeah, exactly. And even if you're not one of those people that's cherry picking, which is more people than I think we realize, mm-hmm. um but even if you're not one of those people, the fact is that if you're listening to this podcast and you're struggling with your endurance mentality, then your performance is diminished because of that and we yeah. want to help you find your next level and it's the similar kind of process it's a similar kind of structure in moving forwards all of this re- relates around the story that we've kind of alluded to That's, i'm not good in endurance it's not for me or i used to be but now i'm not something around that um yeah. are there any other common stories that you hear around endurance
0: yeah it's usually just just things around like it's not for me
1: body type is body is one.
0: type yeah like like background yeah background um mostly based around uh having a sense of people are innately good at this and i'm not one of them therefore that's my excuse for not working on it or or attacking it as hard as i can yeah
1: and it goes without saying that obviously people have different genetic backgrounds everyone yeah. has like different bodies and there's going to be certain workouts that suit to, to suit certain people better than others but that doesn't mean we don't work on it. It doesn't mean that we don't try and get better.
0: Yeah, it's not So
1: <laughs> in the line of getting better, yeah. where do you think is a useful place to start? And we can start bringing um, Chris Hinshaw's podcast into this if we, if we see fit. Um, but where do we see is, yeah. Where do we, where do you see as a good place to start with this?
0: Yeah. Um, You know, I, I think Chris is one of my favorite coaches. So this was one of my favorite podcasts, um, that I've listened to and I've taken his aerobic capacity course and it really helped me understand as a coach and as an athlete, how to do better when I am in an endurance event. So one of the things that he says is negative thought propagates under fatigue. What he means by that is as we get more and more tired, negative thought will creep in more and more. And what we need is a strategy for not only predicting when that's going to happen, but also knowing how to have the uh, what's called a calm conversation with ourselves mm. when that negative thought creeps in.
1: Okay. So the negativity comes in. Yeah. What are your steps there like the, towards developing that calm relationship to it?
0: Yeah. So... As as we talk about so frequently on the podcast, the first thing is to notice when negativity is arising and rather than trying to shout it down... <laughs> when, when it's entering in, like, no, I love this. Uh, what we want to do is recognize that negative, having a negative feeling is just a feeling. We want to notice it and observe it and perhaps examine it later. So use a journaling practice, like the observe and athlete exercise that we teach, uh, use a journaling practice to examine for story. Uh, that's the, that's kind of the first step, but mid, mid workout, understanding that, that, Sticking point that we reach in a workout where we're starting to question whether or not we can actually complete it the way that we expected to. Having a plan for when that arises is really critical. And the one that I suggest most to athletes is in recognizing that hitting that sticking point is not a bad thing. That's actually a really good thing. When we hit the sticking point, it tells us that we're trying hard. And everything that we want from our training is on the other side of trying hard through that sticking point. So having that mentality of this is a challenge for me to overcome rather than this is a huge threat to my safety. It's a really easy tactic to employ during a, during a training session or a workout.
1: Yeah. I love that. You're saying, look, the sticking point is going to happen and it's going to suck. I have, and we're going to talk about this. I think throughout this I, I have a bit of a different background in endurance yeah. sport to you like yeah. I I my body type is ectomorphic I lean towards that kind of um endurance athlete type response I have been very good at endurance sport I used to run way too much to be considered <laughs> healthy and yeah. got pretty good at it um what I learned in that is that it doesn't get any easier as mm-hmm. you get fitter You just get better at dealing with what is tough. So it didn't matter whether I was in the first the first day I ever went out for a run, I couldn't run a mile, and I got about half mile in, and it was hands on knees and walking up the slightest incline. Um, It didn't matter whether I was doing that or running thirty miles with boots and weapon, all that kind of stuff. Like it doesn't matter; it's still difficult but you develop this relationship and this comfort with discomfort and it's that that carries you through. It's not oh. this innate, Oh, actually, you know what? I'm jogging through this and I'm finding it easy. Um, yeah. everyone's finding it easy. Like you, you learn to do with it. So when you're feeling that discomfort, like you said, this is a good thing. This yeah. is, this is, this is what I'm here for. This is why yeah. I'm here in the first place. And this is where I learn. Um, and sometimes I think that can sound a bit like kind of macho and like oh just suck it up and deal with it. But it's not that. It's like let's be aware, let's be okay with the fact of I'm I'm um, suffering, and let's or I'm finding this difficult, and let's be congratulatory on the fact that I got here.
0: Yeah, absolutely. You know, you said something interesting. That I think is worth calling attention to, which is that it doesn't matter if you're 800 meters into a mile run and you have to, you hit that sticking point and it feels impossible, or you're someone who's able to run 30 miles and you hit the sticking point 26 miles in, wherever wherever that may be. I wouldn't know, Tom. I don't run
1: that. Exactly 26 miles, actually. Yeah. Yeah
0: my intuition is so good. So it it really doesn't matter. That feeling is subjective. And so many people will start on their journey to to attacking a weakness like this and will become very discouraged by how little they can do at the start and will give up before they give themselves the opportunity to get past it.
1: Hmm. Yeah. So what we're trying to do then is expose ourselves to that sticking point and develop a relationship with it. So because the more you encounter it, the more you kind of, the more familiar it is. So the easier you can have that kind of conversation with your sub personality.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Cool.
1: So all of this, I think builds around the type of mentality that does very well in an endurance sport, which is at odds with what we see in a typical CrossFit Sport, um, or across a typical CrossFit event, yeah. and even when we look at the games and the athletes who do very well in endurance sports or endurance events, like for example Brent Fakowski, there's a different kind of mentality to those who do very well at the lifting events, and that's their strength. Like Brent is very calm, very yes. chilled, very yes. good at dissociation, mm-hmm. very good at observing thoughts and seeing just what they are, and yeah. this cool calm collected that's why he's called the professor in the crossfit circle because he's like that 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 wise peaceful almost zen-like state Mm. um you're trying to get to yeah whereas i think a lot of what is expected of crossfitters and what crossfitters expect to be useful to them is that right push this now as hard as i can and absolutely suck at this that doesn't work it might work for 30 seconds, but imagine trying to do that 26.2 miles of a, yeah. of a marathon.
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh so I coached the 2K row this morning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we we had some we had some discussions about proper pacing, uh, because my gym is like every other. Everybody wants to go really fast. They want to blow it up. And we, Chris talks about this, the CrossFit high intensity mentality of you're moving through different movements. There's always something next to be looking forward to get through this piece. Then you can do that, go to the next thing. And you're going really fast and your brain kind of shuts off in this very different way. You don't have to think. Mm -hmm. And so often What we see is this is reflected too in the way that we work. So we're constantly multitasking. We're moving from project to project without giving anything our full undivided attention and deep concentration. And what that points to is an inability, one, to concentrate on one thing at a time, which is often a way of escaping our thoughts. Yeah. So the athletes who do well in endurance events, they're comfortable getting into that, as, as you described it, Zen state, they, they like getting into that place where they're not so in their minds that negative thought is taking over. It's like you described with Brent. <clears throat> He's able to think about his thinking, just observe thoughts and feelings as thoughts and feelings. It's much like meditation. And it sounds like actually Chris uses long um, runs at very low intensity to experience a meditative state, which is pretty cool.
1: Hey, if you're enjoying this episode, chances are you'll enjoy our free ebook, How to Stop Substandard Self-Critical Plateaus and Unleash Your Potential. It's a step-by-step guide to finding your mojo again and getting back to the athlete you know you can be. It's free. You just have to stick your email address in and download it. To find it, head to mindsetrx.com/ebook. That's mindsetrxd.com/ebook. Now, let's get on with the show. Yeah, um, I was. I'm so glad to brought up the meditation piece. Yeah. I've recently started recommitting to a more structured meditation practice, um, which is like useful. But you know what? It also is really fucking difficult because everything so that hard. I've I've been putting off for the last six months of meditating informally and infrequently has come to surface, and it's like, oh, you're going to have to deal with that. Like that's now something, and it's much easier for me to go to my to a default setting of quickly journaling out a few things here and there not sitting like and talking about my med uh, my mindset practice here quickly journaling out like planning the day make sure to take out and then not dealing with it but yeah. give your mind space and you're going to be confronted with those things mm-hmm. and in doing that you learn a couple of skills one is to create awareness of the problem itself and to do something about it and Mm -hmm. to see it for what it truly is. And the second is to learn to distance yourself from your thoughts and emotions and endurance sports do precisely that. They give you that opportunity. And like, I think that's, like you said, one of the reasons why people don't like endurance sports is because you're face face to face with those parts of you that you don't like. Mm -hmm. And those stories that, uh, limiting you, and everything that you've pushed away for the last ten years suddenly comes to surface. Yikes! <laughs> yeah, scary, right? <laughs> I thought
0: I was just going on a five k run. Yeah, but yeah. Apparently,
1: <laughs> exactly. Um. So that, that is the most <laughs> terrifying description of endurance sports ever. So don't let that pull you off. Um. But what you can do in that is develop that skill, and it gives you this incredible opportunity mm. to develop yes more aerobic capacity um nice little plug for for Chris there um, to develop more aerobic capacity um and become a better athlete but also grow in terms of your mindset too grow yeah. as a human being um and it's a human, great yeah. opportunity
0: yeah uh, the ability to deeply concentrate on one thing and to be thoughtful and conscious versus reactive will make you a better employee, employer, Mm -hmm. person in a relationship, mother, father, daughter, son, anything.
1: Yeah. Yeah, So really the process there that we're trying to get to whilst us terrifying everyone about doing endurance (laughs) is that we're trying to, what you want to get to is this place where you can separate yourself from your emotion and thoughts Mm. to see them as something other than you and something you're feeling rather than something you are. So the difference between I'm feeling angry and I am angry, yes. that's what we're trying to create there.
0: Really nice. Yeah. What a simple reframe you gave everyone too. Huh.
1: It's like yeah. we've coached this. <laughs> we've coached this. Um, the other thing that's very tough about endurance is boredom. Yeah. How do you view boredom in, in endurance?
0: So interesting that you bring that up. So Uh, I am personally an athlete who came into CrossFit really, really hating, especially monostructural long type workouts. So monostructural means that you're doing one thing the whole time. It's repetitive, it's repetitive motion. So anything on the rower, uh, running, and it's just that one thing. So I challenged myself because I was really sick of how bad at rowing I was. (laughs) I was really sick of it. Uh, I challenged myself to compete in a 2k event here in the Boston area called Crash the event itself was fine. Um, it was the training that was the most difficult part for me. Three times a week I was on the rower and that's in addition to CrossFit training, I was doing something that I really didn't like often. And I was doing it for very long distances compared to what I had done before. So I remember having this kind of cathartic moment on a rower where my thinking was along the lines of, I hate this. How much longer do I have to be sitting here um, God, I just want this to be over. And I immediately caught that thought and said to myself instead, wait, like you signed up for this. You wanted to get better at rowing. So let's like be here and really be present in in the process and in my technique and in, you know, the, the metrics that I was trying to meet with strokes per minute. And that there's a lot of interesting things to think about when you're doing monostructural work, but you have to, you have to actually look for them and you have to get comfortable with the idea that again, like your negative thinking is going to be there, but it doesn't have to, as we said many times now, captivate you. You can choose to direct your attention elsewhere and disassociate from how the body may be Reacting to what you're putting it through. Um, and going through that experience really changed my relationship to any type of um cardio endurance event. And just a just a note for everyone, I did PR my 2K this morning. So just like, oh, thank you.
1: Virtual high five five happening.
0: Yeah, yeah. So so those long events, I've improved on them simply by virtue of learning how to like sit sit still. (laughs) (laughs) Sit still in a way. And and um rather than, as we said, pushing the negativity away, recognizing when it's happening and giving myself a little cue of you like choose to do this and who you want to be is on the other side. Yeah. Yeah.
1: That's, that's really nice. I love that reframing there. I love the ability to see the boredom and act outside of it. Um, what would you say? Was there a turning point for you? Was there like a a moment where you thought, okay, this was when it changed for me, like, or was there a reason that had to change?
0: Mm. Uh, like rowing in general. Um, yeah, like, or, yeah. Oh, you know, um, it's one of those things. I, I, again, was that athlete who I showed up to every workout that I was supposed to. I trained on the same days. I never, I didn't cherry pick workouts, but I had that very strong story that there was something wrong with the way that I did them. And so, um, you know, mentally, I was just unable to get into a calm state. And so I would go too fast and I would burn out. And I think that's another thing I wanna bring to the attention is that endurance events require pacing and CrossFitters are not very good at pacing. They're not good at the slowing down and, uh, kind of like feeling what's going on in their body to assess their pace. They're all about the data and their split time on the monitor has to match the person that they're trying to beat on the monitor rather than again, tuning into what's going on. But the turning point for me came about because I, I, I needed a challenge at the time, and Crash Bees was coming up, and it's something that other people in my gym had done in years past. Nobody did it with me that year. It was just me that year going to going to it. But um, so I knew that there was a training program available, and I really just committed to it because we have this tenant of aiming up in mindset Rx, and um, I knew that it would be a positive challenge for me. Um, I knew I needed the challenge, and that felt like the right one at the right time.
1: You mentioned the word presence uh, wow. a minute ago. And yeah. that's obviously the third step of the MindsRx method is, is that piece about presence. Right. And the reason it's so important is that if you're not present, what happens is you fall into these mental ruts. You're like kind of you're teetering on the edge of the rut and then you take your, the eye off the ball and you're suddenly just in this rut. And that rut is a lot like a mental loop a pattern that you just yes. you go round, round and round. And what's yeah. also interesting about this is the more you think... I'm not this type of person, Mm -hmm. the more you're like, okay, I can't do this. And actually the more you resist that feeling and push it away rather than just accepting it's there, the more you myelinate. So the more you reinforce that neural pathway between, okay, this is what I think, and this is what I believe, and this is what I do. So that that link... there's this phrase, what fires together, sorry, what fires together wires together. And that's the idea that your brain is a constantly changing piece of matter, and it's yeah. adapting to the stimulus that you give it, even the thoughts that you have. And yeah. every time you fire along a neural pathway, a connection in your brain between what you think and what you do you reinforce that and it becomes more likely to do it time and time again so what we have to be aware of is the more we push things away and the more we resist it the more time we're spending on that neural pathway again and the more likely you are to um to to experience that which means we have to become present and very be very good at okay i'm feeling this and that's okay and i'm accepting that i'm feeling it and then it's going to drift away in fact the half time of any emotion like, so the, the the amount of time it takes to get to half its intensity is very, very short. Yeah. It's incredibly short if you just see it. But the more you resist it, the more it comes back. It's like a child on a play swing, like you push it away and it comes back at you just as hard.
0: Yes. Yes. That's a really good image. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's one of my favorites. Because you like you imagine like negativity, push it away as fast and hard as you can. And yeah. it just swings straight. Back. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um what else is important for us in endurance sports, Rachel? What
0: else? What else? You know, he he brought up um, Julie Fouché's 400-meter test mm-hmm. and how she had a panic attack from it. And um, this is when he first started working with her. I think it was 2015, the year that she retired, and he was her pick to win the CrossFit Games. She was, she was really in tip-top shape. But Julie Fouché had a panic attack running a 400-meter. And what he said was, the reason for that is she never looked at workouts ahead of time in order to strategize for them. She would just do them. And there is an element of getting comfortable with what's unknowable and just going for it and kind of, you know, seeing what happens. There's, there's definitely a place for that. However, we have to plan and predict when we're going to reach the sticking point in a workout. And the sticking point is, um, I also call it the uh uh-oh moment. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> when it feels uh, that the mind catches up to what the body is doing and is starting to put on the brakes and starting to say, I don't know about this. This is not a good idea. We need to slow down or stop or um, die. Those are your options right now. Um, and being able, like our brains are prediction machines. If we don't have a prediction prepared for when that's going to happen, then that's when we're gonna like Julie Fashion, we'll have a panic attack. We'll ease off of our effort uh before we need to, and then we'll leave a workout feeling like we could have given more. Mm.
1: Yeah. So what do we do about those panic attacks? What do we what do we do about that, that kind of how do we confront that um that fear or the how do we confront that dark point that we're gonna reach?
0: Mm. Yeah. You know, the little reframing um that I provided was. Uh, is again one of my favorite things. I'm supposed to feel this way. That is exactly what I'm here for. That's that's good. Um, but a lot of those predictions, when we are first engaging in something new, they're going to be incorrect. So we need to we need to also come into if we're an athlete working on endurance, um, possibly for the first time. Uh, we need to give ourselves some grace and forgiveness and treat it as an experiment rather than I got this wrong and that's bad. It's, I thought that my sticking point would happen here. I was incorrect and it did not go great for me. So now I'm going to take uh, what I've learned and apply it for next time.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's like, I'm here to learn as opposed to I'm here to master it right now.
0: Exactly. Yeah. We have to really come in to um, mastering this new skill um, with a learner's mindset rather than, I mean, you've asked this question before. Are you here to prove or improve? I think that's really apt. Like if you're here to improve, then you're looking for where you have room for improvement. So find your, find your opportunity.
1: Yeah. Um, Jocko Willink, this former Navy SEAL and all around, on the surface, terrifying human being, um, mm-hmm. but just an incredible leader and, and actually a thinker as well. Um, yeah. He had the, one of the reasons he became to light in, in the world and became so, um, I suppose, famous is the word, was this mm-hmm. phrase good. It's like whatever happens, good. Like, and yeah. that's he, he used that mantra in the depths of war and it was like, good okay, I'm experiencing this good. It's an opportunity to prove myself. It's an opportunity to learn. It's an opportunity. And linking to that idea of opportunity is within endurance sports or within longer aerobic pieces, yeah. you have this opportunity to become very good at dealing with discomfort that yeah. those who don't do aerobic pieces will never get. Yeah. So that translates not just to everything else outside of training, but to those really uncomfortable moments of Fran, when Mm -hmm. you're trying to go sub three minutes and absolutely get into the pain cave, it, it transfers to the middle of a lifting set where you're just absolutely breaking down and it transfers to meal prep, mobility, doing the kind of things that you would choose to do if you're always in a serving mood, but you don't want to do in those moments. Like, it transfers all out. So endurance sports, this incredible opportunity to,
0: Mm
1: -hmm. um, to maximize your mental toughness and to train it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, whatever happens good is also a way of giving yourself a boost of confidence, right? If you can, if you can tell yourself, good i'm glad that that mm. happened i'm going to learn from it what a really what a really powerful way to build some you know faith in our ability to overcome obstacles or learn from our mistakes
1: yes exactly yeah. exactly right so let's wrap things up let's good. let's kind of give a summary i've been taking a few notes what are the points that stand out to you from what we just discussed as a, as a quick minute or two
0: Yeah. Uh, you know, I think one of the most important things to take away from this is that if you are an athlete who struggles with endurance events, there is a path to improving it's in witnessing your thoughts, learning to sit with them and rather, and I want to point this out in an endurance type of workout. So for example, you're in a 5k row, if in a 5K row it gets, uh, it gets to that uncomfortable point and your solution is always to push harder, that's actually not the solution. You still have to be paced. So it's actually to just observe what's happening rather than trying to push it away through more intensity. So recognizing, observing, thought, <clears throat> and preparing a response for when negativity arises because it probably will.
1: Nice. Those are yeah the two key points of this. I think also we want to breed familiarity with those experiences, so learn that they're non-threatening and that we're going to be okay. Yes. To aim for this cool, calm, collected state rather than this forcing, distracted, always trying to change state. Yes. um This idea of moving meditation to use it as an opportunity to develop our our ability to th- think about our thinking, to watch yeah. our thinking. Yeah. Um, And deal with boredom as well. And this idea that the more you push negative thoughts away, the more, the hard they'll come back to. And this is also good. This is a good thing to happen. And it's an opportunity to train on a much, um, yeah, it's an opportunity to train on mental toughness.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Which again, has transferability outside of the gym.
1: Thank you for listening to the debrief partner episode of the Limitless Athlete Podcast. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss out on upcoming episodes. We'll be speaking to CrossFit Games athletes, coaches, authors, and other inspiring people who are going to help you find your next level inside and outside of the gym. Loads of awesome future podcasts coming right up. If you can leave a great five-star review and share the episode with your friends, that would be great. See you next week with another mindset-shifting interview and a debrief episode to follow up.